Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast and live stream that talks about all the news in the wide world of giant monster movies and TV and everything. <laughs> I am your host, Travis, and with me, like always, usually, is my co-host, Michael Hamilton, making the same face as the thing behind him. <laughs> I, the, the, it, like, I can't even tell the difference the resemblance is uncanny yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. and joining us like always is our friend and from the kaiju conversations podcast elijah thomas hello there everybody so and i'm exhausted from that drum roll yeah. Uh, and joining us this week is a very special guest. We've had her on the show before, but we love talking to her. Is Kaiju Kim, the queen herself. It's quite an honor to be here on Kaiju Weekly this week. Um, when Travis asked me to be on the show, um, it was quite an honor. I, I love these gentlemen. They're so delightful. Thank you. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Kim. And uh, for anybody who does not know who Kim is, you are nuts because she <laughs> is the best. But for anybody who may not happen to know who you are, do you want to give a little plug of what you do? Uh, well, I am known as kaiju kim on youtube of course i create wholesome and delightfully stupid content related to godzilla and his fellow kaiju among other things um i'm also a video editor by day that awesome intro you just saw that was me i did that so um <clears throat> yeah um that's that's pretty much it i make a lot of i've been making a lot of shorts on my channel lately because that that's Mm -hmm. just what i've been doing these days it, it, i love it because it accommodates my my ability to inability to focus on more than one thing for a long period of time <laughs> and uh yep. um yeah and it also soothes my creative itch in that way so yay yeah and it appeases the algorithm gods of youtube um yeah that too Again, a, <laughs> a lot of views on shorts yeah. my, my skull island review is getting a lot of views it's like oh, it's like almost three thousand at this point, so that's pretty cool. Nice because it was very it was topical, like usually topical, like yeah. And let's give a shout out to the people in the chat live with us. We have Oscar Solis, Oscar, Oscar. We have our friend Alec. Life is lovely, all the way from Hawaii. Oh, Alec, Alec. I almost screwed up the name there. I almost called you Alex again. Sorry. <laughs> Fool. Uh, then we have Mary to Kaiju. Joe! What is this dance he speaks of? Uh, Where is Michael it? Michael promised a pole dance. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. Well then. I don't Living remember on. doing this, but but okay. I mean, if that's what you guys, if that's what the viewers yeah, put it down, down. <laughs> not in the not presence of the queen. <laughs> My heart rate just does not equal stripping. <laughs> <laughs> Independent things. What are we? Four and a half minutes into the stream, and you're right, already exactly. canceled. <laughs> so that's going to be the, that's that's the quote for this. This stream is. Uh, 
pole dancing doesn't mean stripping. That's pole that's dancing does not mean stripping. That's going to be the quote for this episode. Michael, I don't mind if you dance what? on that pole. <laughs> doesn't mean you're a hoe. I thought that was going in a completely different direction very fast, very, very scarily. No, I was just going (sighs) to... There was a gap between I don't mind and the part about... I I did it on purpose. I wanted wanted to see the panic in everybody's mind. In our minds? Can you read our minds, Travis? Uh, In your faces, whatever. Uh, Eric Stolp. <laughs> Thank you, for Eric. Joining. Now, if anyone knows how to work a pole, it's Eric. Okay. Uh, in a, in Conway, the best fix for the Sunday scaries is some Kaiju Ramen Media Weekly. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Gonzalo is also Gonzalo. And we also have. The ferret. The ferret. I have a ferret here. <laughs> hey. Nathan Marchand. Nathan. Nathan. And life is lovely says that's not a surprise because ever since I came here, it only takes two minutes for the stream to get insane. Yeah, yeah, it, it goes. It goes fast. Uh, <laughs> uh, so thank you guys for joining us. We have some news to talk about this week, but before we? we do that, we need to do something else. Who, who's yep. gonna Who's gonna do it? Me, who's me. I want to do, do it. it. I want to do it. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Kim gets to do it. Kim gets to do it. Okay, go for it. It's time to cue the beady beady. All right, and our top story this week is Ultraman Blazar premieres. It premiered just a couple of days ago. Uh, episode one, the first wave, is out in English subtitled, and also the English dub is out with and the Japanese Japanese audio. It's all out. You can watch it any way you want. And yeah, uh, which of us? How many of us has actually seen the first episode? Of- I watched it today. Watched it today. I watched it last night. That's the way you need it. Any way you want it. Yeah. Um. Uh. So Kim, you haven't seen the the first episode of Ultraman Blazar. I have not. You have not. I'm sorry. I'm still. I still have a lot of tokusatsu to catch up on. I don't know how to Ultraman. Oh, it's okay. It's okay if you haven't blazed up, Kim. Uh, and uh, Elijah, we know you're not blazing up. So, uh, what, what does that? What's that supposed to mean? I haven't done you that haven't since college. Exactly what it means. You I haven't, haven't watched college. the new episode. Maybe, the first episode yeah, of Maybe last night I was like, you know what? Time to do it. Let's blaze up. No, no, you didn't. You didn't. How do you, I know. How? You. Do you, how I know you. You could not. You could not bring yourself to watch Blazar without watching all of the other Ultraman series Let's prior see. to it. Before watching Eighty and Tiga and Diana and Gaia and Cosmos and Neos and I forgot about the other two hundred. Nexus and Orb and all the other ones. Rube and Z and Decker and Trigger and, and Tiga. We know Kiana. you're behind. We get it. Common Rider Black, Common Liar Black RX, Common Rider Black Sun. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, the, I, I still need to catch up on all of those. I saw like one episode of Tiga and a few episodes of Ultra 7 and that's it. I so I've talked about it before that I'm not the the biggest Ultraman fan. I like Ultraman, but I'm not the biggest um uh Ultraman fan, but I did really enjoy Z. I didn't enjoy Trigger. I didn't watch Decker. Decker was one after Trigger, right? Yes. Um so I didn't watch that one. But I, I, something about Blazar, the trailers and everything really made me excited for it. I wanted to watch it. And yeah, that first episode was really, really, really good. It was. I agree. It was very, very good. I was, ex I wasn't sure what I was, what we were walking into or uh, whatnot, but I was very impressed by it's a little bit of a different. I'm trying not to be spoilery because Kim hasn't seen it. Right. But right. they do, they, they do things a little differently with blazar or blazer whatever um than they have done in the in the past ultra shows especially the new generation hero stuff so they 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 go outside of that that typical mm, trying to think of how to say it. they go they they go outside the box a little bit in this first yeah. episode yeah it's 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 not so beholden to like the the tropes at least in this first right. episode like the tropes are there but they play mm -hmm. around with the tropes a little bit more you know there's the, like and i'm sure you know if you've been online at all it's not a spoiler that ultraman blazar this ultraman is very different personality wise uh than than previous ones he he has this primal scream that he just does he's a very vocal ultraman which is very weird uh than is he blazed up He's he's not blazed up. I, I tell you what, the, the design of him I thought was going to be too distracting because he has the same problem that a lot of modern Ultramans have, which is just being too busy in their design. But mm -hmm. actually in the show, at least in that first episode, it worked out really good. It actually looked really good. And I love that the pattern on him because he's kind of got this asymmetrical design, like one side of him has a pattern. And the one side that has the pattern, the whole pattern will like glow and light up like when he's doing things. And when he flies off, you actually see two streaks, one that's colored because of the pattern and one that's not yeah. colored because of the other side. So it's it's really, really interesting what they're doing with him. And I don't know. I just was like I was like blown away by the production quality. I mean, Subaraya always does good production, but just the quality of it and just the how different it felt from other ultras yeah no one in my opinion right now anyway no one does like proper tokusatsu like uh subaraya in oh yeah, my subaraya. yeah subaraya is the best um but yeah and, and i think I think this is going to be my Ultraman show. I think this is going to be the show that's like, this is my Ultraman because one of the things I complain the most about is how Ultraman all kind of starts to blend together. Cause they all start feeling the same over and over again. Whereas this one is so different uh, tonally, at least it feels very different in that first episode. So right. yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more. Yeah, me too. I'm. I enjoyed the first episode. I'm looking forward to watching the next one. Yeah, uh, let's give a shout out to some more people in the chat. We have Donnie Winter. Oh, Donnie, my friends. Yay, my Donnie is here. 
Uh, and Jose Campos uh, is joining us. Thanks for joining us. Hola. Hola. Como estas? Que tal? Close enough. I can't speak Spanish, so. Uh, I speak a little bit of Spanish. Uh, I failed my Spanish class. And uh, I, oh, and I was going to give a um, highlight Nathan's comment here. Blazar is loud. He acts like a caveman hunter. He does kind of have that primalness to him. Somebody, um, somebody put on uh, social media, like imagine this Ultraman showing up at the in the land of light and meeting up with all the ultra uh, all the other ultraman man uh characters and they are all you know like you know uh welcome to you know the land of light my ultra brother and he goes at them <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that's exactly what he, does. <coughs> he doesn't do like <coughs> typical like schwatch you know the type stuff that the Ultraman does when he's fighting. He's sitting there like literally just. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Like, I noticed that too, and, I, and it was a. I'll be honest, it was a little off-putting. It was a little off-putting whenever I first saw it, but um, I, I you know, it is what it is. Like it, it's it. just different. It's just it's it just, just really different. different. Um. Oscar Sola says, out of the all the newer Ultraman shows that I've seen, Orb, Z, and Trigger are really good in my opinion. Ultraman Orb is my favorite out of the three, and everyone who knows me knows how much I love Orb because it has my spiky moon boy in it. My 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 little spiky moon boy, Juggless Juggler. That's where he. Oh, that's I was like spiky started. moon, spiky moon boy. Like, yeah, like my me. my favorite little spiky moon boy. That Juggles sounds Juggler. like. An alcoholic drink, if I've ever heard. It does. One. It does sound like an alcoholic drink. Green boy. Okay. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Juggler's Juggler. He first appeared in Orb, and he went over to Z. So I love both those series because I love I love Juggler's Juggler. Uh, so yeah, that uh, that's it for the top story. So I think we can now get into the movies and TV news, and so we can let Elijah take it away from here. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Let me let me pull it up here. <clears throat> One of these days we're going to get like a news like video to play. Nope, Michael, one. you got it. Michael, you Hi. <laughs> wrong one. Uh. There we go. <clears throat> but it's just going to be like, duh, 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 duh. I can make one for you. Maybe I did license one. I guess I could use my license, but enough of that. <clears throat> Hi, my name is Brooke Tamlin. Welcome oh back to the Kaiju Weekly News, where we are going to discover all the news for the movie and television this week. G-Fest is this week, starting on <clears throat> Thursday. Daikaiju Bugan will have its North American premiere at G-Fest 2023. 3Y Films has announced more for the cast of Hoshi 35. Everybody, please welcome Megumi Kobayashi of Gamera the Brave and the Rebirth of Mothra Trilogy. Congratulations, Donnie. More BTS images of the upcoming kaiju anime tokusatsu film Midnight by Era. The score for Power Rangers Once and Always is officially out on streaming platforms. The upcoming untitled Netflix anime Ultraman movie has finished the animation. Shin Ultraman is now available on Blu-ray and DVD for people who are lucky enough to locate it. 
Pacific Rim director Guillermo del Toro has teased something very special for the film's 10th anniversary this year. As for releases this week, Volts V Legacy continues. Episodes 41 through 45 are now available on streaming. For Ultraman YouTube releases, Ultraman Regulus First Mission Volume 1 in English subs, dub, and Japanese audio. Ultraman Regulus First Mission Volume 2 in English subs, dubs, and Japanese <clears throat> audio. Following that, we had the announcement of Toho International with a new five-year marketing strategy plan to help market not only Godzilla, but all of Toho's anime, such as Attack on Titan and My Hero Academia. The untitled Toho Godzilla movie marketing campaign showing each poster every single day for 30 days is coming to an end. Today we ended on Godzilla Raids again, with Tuesday being the big day of number zero. As for Godzilla YouTube releases, we have Chibi Godzilla Raids again, episode 13, A Mighty Monster's Instinct, and Godzilla Island episodes 35, Match Settled, and episode 36, Godzilla Dead. There we go. Still okay. Me. So, uh, now, starting with, let's start with Kim, since she is our lovely guest. Uh, what of those news items do you want to talk about? Hmm. I'm... I'm torn between like just like briefly talking about Megumi Kobayashi and uh and also the let's see the Godzilla Zero uh marketing campaign. So well, let's talk about Yeah. Let's talk about the Godzilla one, because I'm a Godzilla enthusiast. Okay. So Godzilla the marketing campaign coming to zero. What what do you think about that? Mm. I'm very excited because we've had like almost no news up to this point, like b before they started this marketing campaign. So it's very exciting. So mm -hmm. I'm wondering, are they really going to call it Godzilla Zero? Like, is that official or I guess so, I guess we'll find that on Tuesday. Yeah. According to some some set. Discussion, some stuff that was on the set, the title is Godzilla Zero. Okay. Um, that's where that name came from. And then not only from that story, but then the reported late 40s uh, time frame. Being right. Pre it's never been before. officially announced from Toho themselves, though. Mm -hmm. It's just that was the title. That's just been kind of the, the the amount of leaks, I guess, leaks and reveals um, that have quietly come out have just proven that in this marketing campaign. Yeah, and we talked about it back when this marketing yeah. campaign started, that right. this kind of lends fuel to that fire of, you know, it being called Godzilla Zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, quick, uh, just a quick shout out to Brandon uh, McClure from the Fake Nerds podcast, who is sometimes a guest host on here. Uh, he said when he saw the, the countdown and he's like, uh, so is this Godzilla movie going to be a prequel? I'm like, dude, do you not watch our show? Like, we have definitely talked about this. <laughs> he, doesn't he doesn't watch our show. He doesn't watch our show at all. No, no, I, I tease him. I tease him. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, we've, we've talked about this that, that the idea of it being a prequel is kind of, you know, almost basically confirmed because of the order that they're going in with these, uh, the, the way that they're showing it. They're also the Godzilla Zero title is, 
is showing it. But yeah, just like Kim, I'm excited. I'm excited just to have anything, anything to do with this movie because we've had nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty excited too. Like, it, it, it comes at the best time because I'm actually going to pick talking about G Fest coming up because it'll be my first mm-hmm. G Fest. Um, so I'm, Go it's a good it. segue. It's a good segue into that. Like, so if we know. If we know the if we official if we unofficially officially know the title now and it just gets and it gets revealed to us on Tuesday. Correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't we also supposed to get a design reveal, or is it just probably going to be a poster in a name? Right. So I'm gonna guarantee you it's just a poster and maybe a teaser. I don't mm-hmm. think we're gonna get anything else more than that. Um, and that's simply because, according to what I've, un- to my understanding, Toho is doing a lot of that at Anime Matsuri in August. Mm-hmm. So, in at Anime Matsuri is supposed, from what I've heard, they're going to have the trailer and the design revealed. Mm-hmm. That's when it's scheduled. Um, I was also told that they've been working so hard on the film that they didn't do mm. any marketing material yet. So they were mm. rushing to hit the August deadline for marketing. So if, if if everything I've been told is correct, and it's not been like secondhand people saying, oh, I, I know somebody, this is what Anime Matsuri was saying. Mm-hmm. Um if they're if they're accurate with what they've been telling people, they there's no way they have a trailer and a full like rollout for marketing ready. But they definitely would have a poster done. Like I feel like at this point a poster is like the fact all we have is a teaser banner. We don't even have a poster at this short of a time frame. It feels like they definitely would have the poster done, and we might get a cast announcement. I wouldn't be surprised by that. A cast announcement. Do you think it's going to be a swerve? You think we'll get like, do you think we'll get like an actual poster? And I'll get to my topic in a minute, but do you think we'll get to our, to the, you think we'll get an actual poster or are we going to get the a white poster with the black? I, and- I'll tell you what, it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be that it's quite literally going to be the G and then like in like a sand in a serif font in black and like a gray godzilla zero and that's gonna be the poster or i could see them doing a uh throwback to the showa era posters with like not 54 but just japanese posters in general from that time frame Mm -hmm. where they have the cast so like a cast announcement everybody on the poster and then a hint at what godzilla was I could see that because they're going backwards and they're really hyping up the fact this takes place before the year 1954. It would kind of make sense for them to kind of go retro with that design. But Japanese graphics don't necessarily follow what American graphics do. So like if this was an American film, they would absolutely make it look like a film. I don't suppose of... there's any. I don't suppose there's any information on if the, there is there's going to be any like traditional tokusatsu or if we're just going to be all CGI. There is. So uh, Takashi Yamazaki posted a behind the scenes photo back in October to his personal Twitter, and it was blue screen. Um, 
it's also been confirmed that Shirogumi is doing Shirogumi's uh the company that Yamazaki founded that does strictly VFX. Um and going based off of Yamazaki's previous films, uh Returner, the Always Sunset trilogy, uh Space Battleship Yamato, and the Parasite duology that I'm aware of, he's not gonna there's gonna be absolutely no Toku Tokusatsu mm. effects in this film. That's um sick. This this will be the most technologically modern movie from Godzilla since I would argue fifty four. Like if we're talking in terms of like up to date, like peak. I mean, maybe one of the sixties films with the uh, printer um, mm-hmm. that they were using. But this is Yamazaki is a wizard of special effects. Um, I just watched his Parasite duology last week. Um, oh, you which... actually got around to watching it? I did, I did. Um, and the movie's about people morphing into these parasites mm-hmm. that eat people. Um, uh, the uh, That's a rough... Manga. Yes. Yeah. The CGI in that looks great. Like, it, it almost looks like it could have been tokusatsu effects. Um... So Yamazaki's not going to do traditional tokusatsu effects. That's a little disappointing, um, especially considering this film is supposed to take place in the 40s. Yeah, disappointing, but, but not surprising. Yeah, it's it's right. not it's not going to be too surprising. Like you said. Yeah. yeah. Um, before uh, before you get to talking about G Fest, Michael, though, I do want to give a shout out to Spideris, who is in the chat with us. Hello, longtime listener. Uh, and uh, our friend Bre- uh, Brendan, Brendan. Uh, from Autistic Lizard Productions. Thank you for hey, joining Brendan. us. Uh, he's back from his vacation. He's looking forward to seeing you guys because it's not going to be me. I'm not going to oh, be there uh, on at G Fest this weekend. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, so, Michael. Uh, now, you know, talking about Godzilla. Let's segue into talking about G Fest. What what would you want to talk about with G Fest? Well, I was just gonna, first of all, I was just gonna say like this will be my very first G Fest. I've never been. I was I've I've had I I have had the opportunity in the past to go, but either life or other things always got in the way, right? So it's always this will be my first time going where I have the freedom to go and just enjoy myself. Um, but it'll be an interesting experience, especially if we get at least a name and a poster, right? So that'll be the talk of the, that'll be what everyone's talking about at G Fest. It'll be, it'll be mentioned probably in every panel, every panel question or not every panel question, but a lot of panel questions, a lot of, a lot of things will be talked about in regards to Godzilla zero, regardless of whether we know um, uh, much about it or not. And honestly, the highlight of G Fest for me is I'm going to share the spotlight a little bit with, well, not share it, but I'm going to hand the spotlight over to Kim to talk about something that we're all going to be collaborating on at G-Fest. Uh, so, Kim, you want to tell everybody what, what we, we're going to we be doing? We all, we're all, we're all. Well, all, all but all but one. All, all but, but one. one. All but one, yeah. You'll, you'll be there in spirit, Travis. Yeah. We love yeah. you. We'll, get you a, we'll bring you a gift. Yes, we're, we're we're all gonna chip in and buy you a gift. We promise. We'll we'll try to find a, a plushy Barragon for you or something. <laughs> but yes, at G Fest, um, this will be my fourth G Fest, but it'll be my 
It'll be my second time on a panel, but it'll be my first time actually running a panel. Mm-hmm. So um, if you know, if you're subscribed to my channel, you know I used to have a show called Chill with Kaiju Kim. So we're going to be basically doing a G-Fest panel edition of that. And we're going to be talking about my one of my favorite Heisei Godzilla films, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2. And it's going to be fantastic. Um, Michael will be there. Elijah will be there. Nathan, Danny, and Travis and Spirit. We'll, save, we'll put an extra chair, an empty chair for Travis. Aww. <laughs> But yeah, it's gonna be a good, be a good time. time. And and during that, during the panel, like towards the end, I'm going to reveal a project that I have been working on. I've been sitting in on for quite some time. That I, I'm chomping at the bit to announce it right now, but I'm gonna <laughs> wait until G Fest. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, it's exciting. Exciting times. Uh, and just a, a quick shout out uh, to um, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are planning for next Sunday at G-Fest, but as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, we're not going to be doing any live streams um, for for next week. So for anybody who's listening to this and maybe looking forward to uh, a live stream next week, maybe live from, from uh, well, okay, Kim, Kim, <laughs> Kim will be, but I mean, as far as Kaiju Weekly is concerned and Kaiju Ramen, we're not going to be doing any live streams. So we're if you not? guys are looking I'm not. I'm not going to be here. No, I'll be honest with you. Travis will be busy. I, I, I'm assuming the weekend is going to be very busy, and we're all going to be exhausted. So we're just going to piggyback on Kim show, Kim show, and just ha- and let let her be let her be the, yeah. the showcase. For so if you want your Kaiju Weekly Kaiju Ramen fix, check out Kaiju Kim's channel and check out her live stream straight from g fest because we're not going to be doing that because we're going to be yeah. we're going to be too busy i'm going to be too busy that weekend uh so that's why i you know so uh just just to give everybody a heads up so that if you're tuning in here next week looking for the live stream we won't we will not have one here yeah it's going to be a big weekend it's going to be a big week for everybody especially you know people here sorry travis for most people, the three three people three of the four people it's going to be a big week yes for, i know i know i know for us um not only not only do i get the privilege and it is a privilege i mean that with all my heart kim it is a privilege to be able to panel with you uh but our friend elijah down there in the corner has a little project that he will be debuting at g-fest elijah take a couple minutes to talk about your project i know we talked about a little bit last week to kind of stall for time or the week before rather but yeah we're getting ready we're getting ready for g-fest so go ahead and tell the Uh, folks at home well as i brought up Two weeks ago, I am I am working on I'm not working on anymore. I guess uh, I am sitting on a little short film that mm-hmm. I have been developing over the last few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I decided a while back to do a little. Uh, uh, it was back in January. I was like, I was told I should do another short film, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to G Fest this year, and they have a little. A short film contest that I've been in a few times and I was like you know what I've learned so much in the last uh, few years that I should go back I should go back and, and put in a film and, and compete and uh, see what happens so yeah my my short film SOS Seek Shelter will be coming to G-Fest uh, Sunday at 1.50 the contest begins and it goes till about two thirty, 
And so it'll be about a dozen, roughly a dozen, I'm going to guess, short films uh, that Godzilla fans have have entered into the contest. And it'll be a place where you can watch people who are aspiring filmmakers or just wanting to share their love of kaiju uh, showing off through short films. Um, I'll tell you this right now. The short film's not Godzilla-related. It's not any established IP. I wanted to do something completely original. So I feel like that's where mine might stand out a little bit is uh, a lot of people love doing uh, stop-motion Godzilla uh, fan films, which is what I started with. But this time around, I was like, you know, I, I want to I wanna make I want to make something that's me. So that's that's what we got. We'll see if it does well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm still I'm I'm very excited for the final the final uh, cut that that has made it to G Fest this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. And uh, if with your permission, of course, after G Fest, for those who haven't gotten to see it, fingers crossed, it will be an award winning short film. Um, but we will be live streaming that along with you on a sh- either a, f- a future show or something we're all just gonna be talking about it and we're gonna give you the spotlight and let's let okay. us let um, us talk about it together i i think i've already established this i forget how mm-hmm. many yeah. podcasts i've posted and talked about it but i do plan on releasing it to mm-hmm. youtube um the first week of august so i'm gonna release it uh it, it's gonna go live second week of july and that first week of august um, I'm going to release it. I also might do a commentary on it. There's a lot more than uh, six minutes worth of stuff I can talk about, but um, I might also do a commentary and put that on YouTube as well. So, Good deal. Travis, what was it you wanted to talk about from that list? Well, uh, since I'm not going to be at G-Fest and we've already covered the Godzilla uh, Zero stuff, um, I wanted to talk about the Blu-ray release of... Oh, Shin Ultraman. Uh, do, we, okay. do we have to? Uh, do we have to? I okay. almost didn't include that in the in the notes because I was like, man. Is it, is it bad? I've seen screenshots. I think I, 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 know, yeah. I, know, why, I know why you were uh, the, right so now. So for anybody who's not aware, uh, the oh. so, some copies have already made it out to people and they've been sharing it on social media. The subtitles are really bad. They, they have, like, their, their formatting is wrong. They have um, misspellings and what else? It's like, it, like uh, coding in it, like, like the, the like slash I for italics and stuff like that is in it. Yeah. Um, certain parts that are, like, Japanese text does not have translated uh english text over it so if you're you know reading the there's a whole section at the beginning that you have to that's like visual that you're supposed to be able to read along with it and they don't have that so you're not you don't know what's going on in the film if you haven't seen it before um yeah it's just really bad i wanted to ask elijah do you think that do you think they're going to send out another version or a reprint of this are they going to redo this because there's no way they can let this go and let this slide and keep and let let this be the official release. Oh God! Um, where do you even start with they? This thing? They have to fix this. Like there, there's um, no way they can let this just let this be. So 
hist- so okay back when mill creek released gamera the mm-hmm. the gamera films they released gamera uh i think it was advent of legion or it might have been revenge of virus it was one of them uh, it was revenge of virus it was revenge of virus they released it and the subtitles were broken mm-hmm. um so mill creek issued a recall disc and they they recalled it and they did a whole separate release for it they took the hit and they produced uh at that point what was the best version of that film you could get right the issue is cleopatra entertainment has zero zero knowledge of how to do foreign films or films in general they they primarily do music uh like uh live live shows of uh okay so as of right now and i've reached out to a few people that work with subaraya about this as of right now there is absolutely no plans in fixing this and what it is is cleopatra did not use the the there's subtitles there is Mm -hmm. a great subtitle track that subaraya commissioned that was shown in theaters right what cleopatra did is they took the dub and put that into subtitled form they failed to do the proper coding which is why you have the eyes and the the side things they for they failed to format it correctly so two different characters lines are in the same line and it's closed captioned all in the same thing so it's dub titles closed captions and subtitles so the closed captioning means that there's sound effects that mm-hmm. they subtitle. So right. you'll have somebody talking and then there will be a sound effect after it. Mm-hmm. It is the it, it it it's the definition of a failure. And the fact that this has been pushed back cuz like this release was supposed to come out last month. Right. And, and it's been pushed back. And then it still comes out in this kind of state and they're not even making any kind of comments on whether they're going to recall it, re-release it, you know, anything like that. It's just, it's, it's absolutely, it's so disappointing. And especially because I missed my chance to see it in theaters. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to see it in theaters. I have purposely been waiting. I have not watched this film. I too, as of right now, have not seen Shin Ultraman at all. And I was waiting for this release because I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get on Blu-ray. I'm going to pop it in. I'm going to watch it on my big TV and watch it. And now this. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's so disappointing. My now, question is, my question is, how did Cleopatra get their hands on this movie if they had never done foreign films before or they're not like good at it? So yeah. to my understanding, the way so I'm going to explain this and then I'm going to give you guys a little bit of hope. Um, Cleopatra Entertainment is like SRS Cinema. SRS Cinema started off with like low budget, shot on video, like schlocky films. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they were fans of the genre of Godzilla and Tokusatsu and Kaiju. Um, they had, and you know, they were good with working with filmmakers. They did Gun Caliber in 2017, and then in 2019, they worked with uh. Shinpei Hayashia, um, following his G-Fest appearance, and did the Rigo and Raiga stuff. So it could just have been fans of the stuff. And, and Shin Ultraman was a guaranteed sale. 
Chin Ultraman is a mm-hmm. guaranteed. I mean, it, it has done exceptionally well in theaters in the States, in theaters in Japan, and, and just in sales in general. The film is a very high title for Cleopatra to start off with. So this could have been like their entryway into doing more content and doing good. not like this. And yeah. this is where I'm going to give you guys some hope. Um, to the, the person I reached out to who works with Subaraya, and when I say he works with Subaraya, like if you knew who I talked to, if I said the name of who I talked to, you'd be like, oh, him, of course. Um, I messaged him. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure you've been added and got angry people um, like complaining about this, but this is an issue. And, you know, and I'm not going to say who it was because I don't, I I don't feel comfortable sharing, but I'm going to share a little bit. Um, I was like, like, is there anything that's going to happen to this? Because like this, this is the opposite of what your goal in, in working with Subaraya is, is all about. Mm -hmm. And he said that they were aware. Subaraya is aware and they are in contact to try to fix it even though they are not directly attached to it they are working on fixing it um, okay for anybody who says yank the rights from cleopatra not gonna happen not gonna happen cleopatra just, has this film for at least five years but but uh, to to kim's point and uh, to her question why why did they go with cleopatra to begin with like why didn't they stick with mill creek why didn't mill creek release this so to Cause, quote, because Mill, because Mill Creek didn't Mill, Mill Creek who raised who released Shin Godzilla, uh, Funimation. Funimation, Funimation, that's right, Funimation, that's right. Okay. So to quote a character from a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, "Are you the highest bidder?" Because yeah, that's I mean, all that's it what is. I figured is what happened is that the the uh, Cleopatra won the bid, and but it's still Mill Creek is still a very small company. Contrary to what you might think, Mill Creek's independent. And right. Mill Creek would is working with Subaraya to license in bulk packages. So if if they had made a deal for Taiga, Z, Trigger, um, Powered and Great, and a handful of other content that they haven't released that they want to release, and they threw in Shin Ultraman, that would have been a different story than, hey, let's license Shin Ultraman, and then we're going to license the rest of it. Like for Mill Creek, that's not a viable marketing strategy. So that's why I don't think Mill Creek went for it and was willing mm. to be the highest bidder. Yeah, I and I that. I don't even think Crunchyroll was remotely interested. They're they're aiming all of their focus now into really and honestly just marketing their anime and promoting right, yeah. uh, the streaming sites. Yeah, because well, because Crunchyroll well. Crunchyroll merged with Funimation. Funimation. Didn't it? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So so now they're fully focused on on anime. They're not they're not even worried about the Tokusatsu stuff. Um right. but yeah, yeah, it's just it's so disappointing and I don't know. I mean this should I, I, I have, Go ahead, Michael. I was just going to say should I cancel my Blu-ray and just wait for them to fix it? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. Um, I will eventually after there's enough used releases, I can grab these up, but I am not going to give Cleopatra any of my money. And I honestly would tell you to cancel your order 
I want this release to fail until they fix it. And I will, I, this is like, I've never said that before a day in my life. Yeah. I would be like, I mean, even if it was just DVD, like if the, everything else was fine, it was just DVD, I'd be like, order it. Like, I know it's not Blu-ray and we're in 2023, but support the release. But this is such a huge mess up. There's another word I'd like to use there, but I'm going to be mm -hmm. nice and say mess up. Mm -hmm. That I don't think Cleopatra deserves to have a release that does financially well until they fix what they messed up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at it now and I, mine, mine is uh, supposed to be coming in. So yeah, I need to cancel. I've also because... been told some people's are already getting delayed by a week. Like some some people's are not getting. I got an I got an email the other day. It says mine's not coming until August. Yeah. So that's what my yeah. other one of my see other mine mine it says it's still set to come. It's still set to ship out on uh, Tuesday. So interesting. That's weird. How long has Cleopatra been in business? A lot, a long time. To my understanding, they've been in the business for a good amount. So of they time. should know better. They yeah, should. That's, what that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 part of the reason what's making <clears throat> this such a disappointing thing is <clears throat> that it's like there's there's no reason for it. Like like anybody, you know, if they if they like if they snatch this up because they they had people working for them who were a fan of this genre and they wanted to kind of branch out into that genre then you'd think that those people would have made sure and quality checked it right like there's there's okay. something yeah it, it's such a it's such a really awful like like Elijah it's, said, la it's a word. lazy and careless that's what it is yeah those so, are nicer words than, than even <laughs> what i was thinking <laughs> so looking here this is this is so Cleopatra Entertainment, specifically the film division, was established in 2015. So they've been in the business for about uh, eight years. That's still, you know, there's a lot of time there. Um, their parent company, Cleopatra Records, has been around since 1992. Um, they've actually produced their own films. They've produced about a dozen films themselves, and then... I don't know how many films they've distributed, but I guarantee you they've distributed more than Shin Ultraman. And they've done all of those, uh, all of the uh, the music videos that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. right. So it, it it's quite insane to me to think that they are dropping the ball this much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's it is very frustrating and i uh, not not condoning the idea of of pirating this movie but if you if you're like me and have not seen this movie yet i definitely would not say watch this version of it <laughs> i would definitely say find a better version um mm -hmm. Not going to officially say where to go and find another version, but definitely would not watch this version of it. Looking at their full catalog, they've done a lot of horror. So kind of like what SRS has done. Mm -hmm. um, the only difference is Cleopatra also has uh, MVD Entertainment, which is a major distribution company 
uh, attached to them that will distribute their stuff. SRS does their DVDs that way, but they don't do their Blu-rays, whereas Cleopatra has both. Um, So while we still got a few more minutes, uh, Elijah, while you're kind of you have the floor, uh, what of the news items did you want to talk about? I know you didn't really want to talk about this, this uh, Ultraman thing, but I had to bring it up because it was just like such a big thing online. You know, there is I mean, there's a lot. There's a couple here that I'm kind of I'd like to talk about. Um, But the one I'm going to bring up, I believe, is going to be kind of the left field, not entirely movies and TV, but movies and TV adjacent uh, press release. And that is we so a while, like about a month ago, I think it was actually exactly a month ago. We discussed the reveal that Chris Mowry and half of Godzilla, the company, the uh, Toho International Godzilla Department. Got oh, laid yeah. off. You guys, you, uh, you guys, you and I were talking about this the other day. And privately. so this is the continuation of that story. And this is pretty exciting. So Toho International, I'm going to actually pull up, pull up, uh, yeah, I need you to explain this in, in, in like I'm a child because when I read this, this whole, like, article um on one of the news sites i was like my eyes glazed over and i was just like i have no idea what's going on what what are they talking about (laughs) okay so july 7th uh, variety reported that japan's toho to embrace north america's japanese pop culture fandom with godzilla and anime e-commerce launches exclusive so the rest of this i'm going to explain what all those words together mean so toho international is a subdivision of Toho Studios. Toho International is a LA-based, well, not just LA, they also have a branch in the UK, and I think one in South Asia. Um, <laughs> but they are the international branch of Toho. So they work mm-hmm. on marketing to those regions. Toho International announced that they are going to start developing a five-year plan to market Toho's IPs. Mm -hmm. So a five-year plan is typically what you would do. I mean, everybody has probably heard that and like how to set your life up and whatnot. Um, But what Toho International is doing is they are beginning a five-year plan to promote and market Toho's IPs. That's going to be specifically Godzilla and anime. So... One is specifically going to be like Godzilla.com, but they're going to overhaul it. And another one's called Izo, which is their anime productions. Okay. So here I believe we have been given the uh, name of the person who took over for Chris Mowry, Christian Parcell. Um, It's the the one with their pink hair that's in all the pictures. Yes. So she is the GM at Toho International, and... She originally came from Crunchyroll. So uh, a few months ago, it was reported that Toho hired some people from Crunchyroll, um, and she was one of them. Now, what she is doing here is she has been given at least $100 million to market and promote and build up 
this uh, these IPs. So okay. what they're going to do is, and, and that's and the reason they're doing that is in the past couple of years, anime has become a very big thing. Um, mm -hmm. In 2020, the thing that saved the Japanese film industry, which is primarily owned by Toho, was a little film called Demon Slayer the Movie. That mm -hmm. movie single-handedly became the highest attended Japanese film, with 95% of Japan, uh, Japan's population reportedly viewing the film in theaters. Yep. Did exceptionally well. Anime is Japan's bread and butter when it comes to international yes. acc acclaim. Um, and for Toho, not only is anime that, but so is Godzilla. Godzilla mm -hmm. is their their brand. When you see the Toho logo, most people think Godzilla. Hmm. So they list off in the article some of the brands they're covering, but I'm going to strictly stick to the Godzilla stuff. So what they're going to do is they're building a bridge between Japan and America when it comes to the merchandise that people see at the Godzilla store. So essentially what they're going to do is they're going to create an online Godzilla store that does not require Baiyi's proxy service, to my understanding, that makes it easier for international fans to acquire the stuff sold at the Godzilla stores. I'm thinking like those movie monster magazine booklets that have mm -hmm. photos that have Japanese captions and English in them. Stuff like that that is like $40 on most websites is sold in the Godzilla store for about $10. It's not very expensive. Right. So that's their goal is to try to bring stuff like that over and market it so Toho can make more money. And not only is that going to be it, they're relaunching Godzilla.com, which I'm hoping what that means is they're overhauling it and it's going to market the, the franchise, and it's going to show the franchise much in the same way Ultraman Connections works for Subaraya. Like, right. if we're talking about online presence, Ultraman Connections is the way to go. Mm -hmm. Um, There is plans to cross-promote Godzilla with the anime products they're bringing over, so maybe we'll see, like, an Attack on Titan Godzilla crossover. I, do, I don't know. Or, um, um, My Hero Academia, right? Which Godzilla. did have a Godzilla did, crossover, right? So, yep. so something like that could be uh, brought up. They're also planning on producing content for international audiences, like stuff exclusive to be purchased through the international Toho branch. Um, which this is great. This is this is absolutely great news, and she. Uh, Parcel specifically says, and I quote, I love that a ceiling has not been realized. And what she's referring to there is the ceiling for her budget. For this. Mm -hmm. Toho has not told her you can't spend more than this. They have told her go for it. She says, yeah. continuing, it could certainly be over a hundred million dollars. Those numbers are recognized. I truly believe yeah. that we can achieve those numbers given the current state of the market, the demand, the content, and all of it. It's very doable. Yeah. So this I mean, is they're, do, they're doing the John Hammond thing from, from Jurassic Park. Spare no expense. <laughs> yeah. So they are they're putting in a ton of money, which 
this adds to you know the story from a few years ago toho in, investing in their international branch the la branch mm-hmm. um this adds on to how the world of godzilla and toho's marketing plan to get international audiences involved the fact they're doing this now in time for the 70th anniversary and godzilla zero is not a coincidence I think yeah. Godzilla Zero is going to be the first example of Toho bringing over Japanese content for international audiences. I'm calling it now. Subtitled release within two months of Godzilla Zero's Japanese release. I'm calling I mean, they it have now. To, they have to look at like Shen Kamen Rider and see how that turned out. I mean, that mm-hmm. that was like we, we talked about it on the show. That was the fastest turnaround for having an American release right after you know a japanese release like it was within a couple right. of months so they've never really done that uh before so having a godzilla film be released that soon after after its release in japan would be fantastic right and so i mean that's going to happen it's going to be subbed and honestly i'm going to say i'm not going to be shocked if we get a dub i i could very well see toho commissioning a dub for this because yeah. they've been They've been working on subtitling content, and I feel like for this they're going to say, "Okay, Fathom, let's do let's do a week of Japanese showings, but sprinkled in there is going to be some dub showings." Like the was it the Demon Slayer movie or it was the My Hero Academia? One of those two movies had a subtitled and dubbed release simultaneously. I think from... it was My Hero Ap- Academia had it. Okay. I th- I think, but I'm, I might be wrong on that. I thought it was Demon Slayer, but that's just... Was or it might have been both. It might have been both. It might have been both, yeah. Um, and the fact that those were both Crunchyroll, it could be. It could also be that Crunchyroll will get involved, especially with the alumni working for Toho now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I hope I explained that in a way that made sense. Yeah, I think um, you did a good job, because I had no idea. Like I, like I said, I tried reading it, and it just kind of... My eyes glossed over. I didn't understand what was going on. So, um, but, but it's, yeah, it, it's it, great. It feels like because I remember a few years ago. Well, I don't know how many years ago now. It was before we started the magazine. So it was before we did Kaiju Kaiju Ramen. But when we were still doing the the podcast Kaiju Weekly, uh, that a lot of fans were kind of complaining that Toho uh, doesn't really have a lot of love or a lot of care or a lot of attention right. to the foreign fans or western fans is what a lot of people were talking about but just foreign fans in general and so this is kind of that making up for that it's making up for the years of toho not really giving a lot of care or attention to their foreign fans that they're now doing that they're now giving a lot of attention uh you know and putting a lot like you said that the, the un, un, base not an unlimited budget but they haven't reached the limit yet of the budget of what they're allowed to use so yeah it's it's really really exciting uh as fans of this property as of these properties in the foreign market right and personally i mean i'm and this is just kind of something I haven't talked. I didn't mention it, but I'm excited to see what they do for like UK kaiju fans and see how yes. how far they branch out because like anime is everywhere. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's not a country in this world I think where you can't see anime prevalently. Like I was on the phone with uh, Rex, my the co-host of my podcast, and I was uh, shopping for some clothes, and I was in Walmart. 
And I was like, Rex, you I know you don't live in America, but it is so weird to go into Walmart and I have to like look for the non-anime related clothing. Like mm -hmm. anime has become so popular that there is Naruto button-up shirts sitting with the actual dress shirts. Mm -hmm. And it's like if I was a fan of anime, like I'd be eating this up because this is great. This is amazing. Have you seen the footage from Anime Expo? I have not. Okay, so this is a sidetrack. I know we're trying to cut down on the side sidetracks, but Anime Expo is the largest anime convention in North America. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is the place for anime in North America. We're talking about cons and expos and stuff like that. There the footage that we've gotten from there, they had so many people attending that you could not stand in a single place without bumping into someone. Like they they, they were so squished in there and they were showing uh, footage from the the uh the um escalators and how just everyone is just standing around waiting to get on the escalators because it's just huge crowds of people just going down the escalators they're jam-packed it looks like tokyo like it looks like uh, somewhere in tokyo but it's it was here in north america and it's just because anime is that huge anime is a huge deal around the world North America, especially. So, yeah, absolutely. By Toho's looking at the way that Tokusatsu has been performing lately with Kamen Rider and, and Ultraman. Uh, the, they've been looking at how anime has perform, been performing with all these other things, and they're like, "We have to get involved in that. We have to. We have to take part in this because this is where the money is." I agree. Yeah, Eric Stolp saying, uh, overall, finally, Toho is achieving the international uh, fans and realizing that there is a market in the West and it's really great beats for all us fans. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to step away just for a second, but I heard everything y'all said. Um, I'm looking forward to the fact that maybe we can go direct to consumer or that Toho can go direct to consumer with the Godzilla store, like a Godzilla yeah. store overhaul so that we're not using proxy services like zen market by yahoo mm -hmm. japan etc now there probably will be exceptions to that rule like if you buy if you're seeking out like show like very rare exclusives you know then it's probably going to be japan only that you're still gonna have to use some of those proxy services for realistically that's just kind of the way that that right whole part of the market works um but having access to other materials that you would normally have to work a little harder uh to get and that's going to cut down shipping too because right now if you got to go if you got to go to a proxy service like Bai, you're paying the proxy service and their shipping fees so in in theory it's not official i'm sure but in theory we're going to be paying less for shipping because it's coming direct from the company itself not a middleman that's taking a, a portion of that with the deal that they made with Bai. Right. And, and who knows it the Bai deal could only be it could be godzilla store japan only it could like it could be a totally different deal for godzilla usa right mm -hmm. 
Because they well, and, and I know you and I talked about that, uh, Michael. And I'll, I'll get I'll let you say what you're going to say in a second, Travis. Here, but mm-hmm. we we offered the idea of how there's like Godzilla Store Tokyo, Godzilla Store Osaka. Like, what's to say there isn't Godzilla Store Los Angeles, Godzilla Store yeah. San Francisco, New York, Times Square New York. Godzilla Store? I would love that. I'm like, I'm only a bus ride away from NYC, so that would be perfect for me. <laughs> yes, I was got. I was. You've been awful quiet, Kim. So I just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about anything that we've discussed here before we move on to the. Oh uh, yeah, thing. you guys pretty much um, covered everything. This is uh, pretty a pretty exciting development that you know Toho is recognizing that there is a market over here in the West. So, you know, just like, I, I always complain, like all the best stuff is in Japan, the, the Godzilla store and everything, mm-hmm. the, the friggin' Shin Godzilla zipline. It's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, but it's good. This is a good start. I feel like this is like the start of, it could be the start of something like awesome Magical. in the future. Yeah. Oh man. No, I, I had this weird, this weird thought of like Toho partnering with Disney and doing like Godzilla. No, 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 world, you don't want to see a Godzilla land. You don't want to go to what they did with Star Wars land. Maybe, maybe. Maybe I shouldn't say I don't say want. This, I don't want. I, I would love to Godzilla. see Disney work with Toho on a Godzilla. I would like project. to see a Godzilla amusement park, but I don't want it connected to Disney. I would love to see Disney work with Godzilla and Toho. Get, get out of here! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I feel I, like I'm very thought. alone in that in that field. But I would love to see the Disney marketing team and the Disney, uh, like, bank account behind a Godzilla. I'd no, love exactly. to see. No, 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 no. You know what's going to happen if Disney gets a hold of Godzilla. They're going to put all the Godzilla gonna... movies on Disney Plus, and they're going to. I'm not talking about the movies. Out, they're going to take out all about... the traditional Godzilla violence, and they're going to water it down, and they're going to Disneyfy it. And <laughs> I, I just, and want you know Disney... that's not true because they have plenty of things that do have a lot of violence. When... I mean, people are complaining about how violent uh, um, Secret Invasion Secret is. Secret Invasion is. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Travis, and they're they are. Pretty producing deadpool 3 yes yes so no, I, I i totally get the like i totally get the pushback on it i was just thinking of the parks i was specifically thinking okay. about the parks right. because i was like man yeah imagine like because because they're doing av- they did like avatar land in in disney world so like why why not do a godzilla land and to be fair there was at one point plans for a disneyland godzilla attraction if I remember correctly, there was See? an attempt to See? do that, um, but it got canned because Toho didn't want to do it. Toho said but Toho. I personally, I personally think that a singular project, whether it's a film or a cartoon or a TV show or a comic <laughs> book series, whatever it is, I think a singular Disney project backed project would be very good for the brand. And I would I, personally like to see that. I legit, I'm on your side, Elijah. I think Thank it would you, be. Travis. Because there's, Disney's pockets are bottomless. Like Disney's pockets are bottomless. And to have that kind of, that kind of humongous brand and humongous pockets to be backing a Godzilla project. No, I totally, totally. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I people. And 
I just don't want Disney anywhere near Godzilla. Just like that. Keep it pure. Keep it. Keep and it pure. Keep I, it no. And right. and here's something else. I think that you guys have the opinion of Disney screwing it up. Like I have the opinion of Sony touching Godzilla again. I don't want Sony yeah. touching Godzilla oh, no. again with a twelve hundred foot pole. Like Sony yeah, no, is is one. is a disaster of mm-hmm. a company. Like I don't want to see a King Ghidorah solo movie where it's just King Ghidorah. Like because well the thing is and i know we're getting off topic and we need to move on but i think people are thinking that if if disney gets their hands on godzilla they're going to do the same thing that that they did to marvel and and it's just going to be marvel all over again but that but disney doesn't do that with every single brand that they have i mean because look at what they've done with like the the um uh, jim henson company like they bought out the jim henson company they own the jim henson company but yet that's not they haven't done the marvel thing with it Jim Henson still produces its own stuff. It still operates relatively with some autonomy and, and everybody loves the Jim Henson stuff that they do. So it's like, I, I just because Marvel is Marvel doesn't mean that everything's going to be exactly like that. I know. Here's my fear. Here's my fear. And we need to move on. I, my fear is if they get their hands on Godzilla, they're going to treat Godzilla the same way they treated power Rangers in the mid two thousands. They didn't give two mm, about, Power Rangers, they well, kept slashing, slashing, that was the slashing. Thing. Right. Well, they slashed and slashed and slashed budget. Hasbro doesn't care. It didn't care about when they first got it. They no, it, they it, didn't. But nobody cared about Disney Power Rangers. Disney, Disney did not care about that obscure property, and Godzilla is a Saban a, didn't care about Power Rangers. We have to admit. We have to admit. Godzilla is still a very obscure property here in the north. Uh, in 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 North America. Um, so I just don't think, I don't trust Disney to take care of it the way I would like them to take care of it. That's what Disney wouldn't be taking care of it. Disney would just be giving us something. It would still, I I opened a can of worms with this because all I did was say, man, wouldn't it be neat to have a Godzilla land in one of the Disney parks? That's all I was saying. I hope you learned your lesson, Travis. (laughs) So so I will say, so Toho will never sell Godzilla like that. That oh Toho, no, they're never going to sell. So I and I think a lot of people are worried that if if Disney works with Toho on a singular project, whether that's a park or a movie or a trilogy of movies or or a, and net a Disney Plus show or whatever, the fact that Disney touched it means Disney might buy Godzilla. But Toho will never in the history of the world sell Godzilla. That's that is they will go bankrupt before they ever sell Godzilla. Mm-hmm. They almost well, granted, it's kind of been proven this is not true. They om- they might have almost went break bankrupt to make Godzilla. So yeah, like I, I don't I don't think that there will be other companies that they will choose try to sell to before they will sell to disney if that was the case no no that's the, that's the difference between like what you're talking about with and, and what eric said in the comments about star wars and marvel and these ones that everybody complains about when they complain about the disney you know disneyfying things and it's because they own those things now they bought them out but even the ones that they own like i said the jim henson company they d- don't do the same things that they do with like marvel and star wars they they do those because those are the brands so they want to do those kinds of, and have that kind of control over. And, and in smaller brands, they don't do that with. And Disney will never buy Toho because Disney has been proven to not be successful in Japan. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Disney's- Disney would would fail in Japan. Disney already fails in Japan. Yeah. So, and that's why Disney will not do a Godzilla movie unless Toho would be involved. Like they would have mm-hmm. to have Toho involved to guarantee that the I that whatever project they're working on would do well in Japan because Disney does not do well in Japan. Yeah. Uh, so now we need to move on to the next segment. I opened up a big can of worms <laughs> there that just did not did not intend to, uh, which is the toys and collectible side. And Michael, you're going to have the floor to talk I about am, this stuff. I am. I'm pulling up my I'm pulling up my stuff here. Hang on, hang on, because I can't. Okay. Uh, he was too busy right. arguing that he forgot to. Be I was. I you you yeah. You threw me. You threw me into a, a tizzy there for a second. My blood started to boil, and it was a thing. Anyway, um. So we got a few items to talk about. They're they're breezy. We can just kind of breeze through them. Um. Uh. But the first one, I wanted to put, I wanted to put this in here for you, Travis, and of course our friend Donnie Winter, because Donnie's in the chat. And he's a Mothra lover. Uh. Apparently, we're getting a gigantic tissue holder. A big fluffy stuffed Mothra tissue holder. Okay, I'm uh, sure. That's right, that's then. cool. That that's cool. Uh, I mean, they had a Godzilla what, tissue holder, so why not Mothra? Yeah. What's not cool? What's not cool about it is the price, though. You're looking oh, at 32,200 yen, which is a proc, which is give or take. No, it's like two hundred sixty-eight dollars and some change. What? No. I will stick with my Dollar Tree tissue boxes. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll put a picture I, of Mothra on it. If I was to get this, I wouldn't even use it as a tissue holder. I would just have it as a big giant plushie and be done with it. That's like that's yeah. what I would probably have this. One. But even that, even that's like a little much for a plushie. It's a yeah. It's a lot for a plushie. Like I feel like even like the Gorgo that we both just got, uh, Kim. Mm. Like yeah. that's a good size plushie, and like that's about four. It was about fifty two dollars after tax and shipping, which mm-hmm. is about what I would want to. That's about as much as I would want to play pay for a, a brand new plushie. And I'm not a big plushie collector. Like I don't care about all that much about plushies. Really, I bought the Gorg. I, I would bought never the Gorg. Play, I would never place not, you as a non plushie person. I why would I don't understand what you're getting at Elijah? But okay, um, I like but. Kitty. I guess I'm just not. I guess I'm not just soft and cuddly like uh, Daisy there. Daisy never talks. She's a she's a plushie though. Yeah. She never talks. Hi Daisy. Yeah. I don't know what Okay, the stream is over now. The kitty's here. Okay, she's gonna <laughs> kill me if I keep holding her. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's it's a Mothra plushie. It's a it's kind of expensive uh, for what it is, but it is available. You can get it. Um. But yeah, it's it's fine. Um, I probably won't be getting this, but I just want to throw this in here for the benefit of everyone who loves Mothra. And yeah, but the next thing, but the next several items we got to talk about are San Diego Comic Con related. So yes, every year, every year around this time, around G Fest season, uh, we also have San Diego Comic Con to look forward to, which is the week mm-hmm. after. Um, and about a week or about a week or two prior to everything, they start companies start releasing products and things that they're going to be bringing to the show that you can buy that are con exclusives and stuff like that. So I think last week, Super Seven uh, had an wow. event, I believe, in Los Angeles, um, and they and they revealed a bunch of stuff. So we're going to go through a few items here, uh, and this will be the bulk of the collector section. So the first item is they're re-releasing. 
all five Mighty Morphin Power Rangers reaction figures. These are like the little five-inch figures. Mm -hmm. They're they're just collectible. uh, They're like the Kenner style ones. Yeah, they're they're the Kenner style ones. They come in those little blister packs with the really gorgeous Mm -hmm. artwork, and they're and they're just collectible things. Like I have a few of them, and I've I've never taken them out of the package because they're just. I feel like they're just meant to be kept in the box. Like they're meant to be kept in the package, in my opinion. But uh, but what's making these particularly special and Kids of the 90s will remember these mm-hmm. uh, packages. So they're re-releasing all five, but in these retro legacy style packaging. So if you remember the legacy line that came out from Bandai between 2010 to 2016, I think, um, all of their 10-inch figures, their action figures, came in these uh, in this packaging. Um, so they're re-releasing it. Super Seven's doing. Super Seven does an awesome job of nostalgia-based collectibles, and this mm-hmm. is no different. They've been they've been doing a tremendous job with Power Ranger stuff, uh, Godzilla stuff, and we'll get there in a minute. Transformers and all that. Transformers, all GI Joe, Joe the, Ninja, yeah. Ninja Turtles, Thundercats, uh, just any nostalgia. Like they have a line specifically for Planet of the Apes. Uh, mm-hmm. like this very nostalgic properties they do a tremendous job with like super seven is one of my favorite uh companies to buy from just because of that because i'm a sucker for you know nostalgia the nostalgia yeah yeah they are they are one that i and like i'm not a big collector person but even i know about super seven um and and know about you know their stuff and i i've definitely looked into buying some of their stuff because their stuff and their stuff's not super expensive either because it, it is on the cheaper side yeah these are um these are uh, approximately, I'd, I'd say since they're con exclusives, they're going to be approximately, I don't know, like 30 bucks. Not, yeah, about anywhere between 25 to $30 a piece, which is a little expensive for what they are. When the originals, right. ones, the ones that came in the blister packs were like, like 15 or $16 a piece. So they're doubling in price just, as a, just for the fact that this is a, an SDCC exclusive. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, so, you know, Super 7's coming in hot with some stuff. We're going to move on to the next item, also Power Rangers related. So if, again, if you're a kid in the mid-2000s, early ten, early 2010s, we'll say, and you remember the Power Rangers leg, and you remember the, um, the legacy line from Power mm-hmm. Rangers, all those figures, they always did a normal variant and they always did a black and gold variant. So mm-hmm. this is the black and gold variant Dragon Zord. We are we're already getting a Dragon Zord with Wave Two with the Ultimate line. They're releasing this special edition specifically for uh, San Diego Comic Con. And let me just preface this by saying and save to save everybody to save myself some time. No prices have been revealed. We have a booth number to where you can pick this stuff up. It's booth number twenty two. It's twenty two thirty six, I believe. Um, and the. I'm sure that this stuff will be available online. It usually is. Super 7 is usually pretty good about posting things online that you can buy from them. Um, New Orleans Saints colors. Yeah, exactly. Black and gold. So, so this one's coming. Uh, this is the black and gold metallic uh, Dragon Zord. Comes with uh, two sets of hands, a power coin, which is made of metal because uh, all the Zords come with these power coins that are made of metal. And this little miniature Tommy figure uh, also comes with it as well. Um Again, I'm sucker for nostalgia. So, and considering this is going to be sub $100, most likely, I'll probably buy it because. Now, don't you have a gold and and black 
but it's the smaller version of the dragon sword. Don't you have? That I one? have. I have the reaction dragon sword, the black and gold reaction dragon sword that came out last year at Super. Oh, okay. At, at, at San Diego, Comic-Con. right? Yeah. San Diego, the smaller one that comes in the the Kenner packs. Right, San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. San Diego Comic Con did a black and gold vari- variant of the Dragon Zord and the Megazord for for um, last year, uh, mm-hmm. and I got those. Uh, I was yep. able to buy them on the website. Yeah, yeah. So, no price again. No price, but probably sub. I'm guessing sub one hundred dollars, maybe a little bit more, considering it is uh, exclusive. Uh, so the next several items are going to be Godzilla related. Uh, so first one they're coming out with is another addition to the reaction line, which is this Shogun Warriors style Rodan. So if you're a kid that grew up in the 70s um, and you remember the Shogun Warrior style Godzilla, Rodan and King Ghidorah, this is the Rodan. I think I think this might be the first time that they've released the Rodan as a as a uh, as a figure. I'm pretty sure, but someone in chat will correct me. I'm sure Eric, if you're listening still, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if they released um, the reaction Rodan yet, or if they were saving it for SDCC. So these are, again, these are these little five inch figures, right? So these Mm -hmm. little five inch things, they're little collectibles. This is the packaging here is made to look like the packaging from the 1970s. If you remember, um, they've done reaction Godzilla so far, and that's the only, and they've done a couple of different variants of those. With like mm-hmm. the with the tongue and the hands and, and the punching hands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will be the Rodan. I'm I'm expecting probably in the next probably next year or some or maybe sometime sooner than that we'll get a, a Shogun Warriors uh, uh, Godzilla as as well. Uh, Eric, second release, but with the box resembling the original Shogun. Okay, so I, I was right. I wasn't I wasn't remembering if they had done the Rodan yet or not. I thought they had done it, but it was it came in the blister pack, and so but I wasn't one hundred percent sure, so that's why I didn't right. say anything. But yeah, right. My minor correction: uh, Shogun Warriors never did Ghidorah; it was just Godzilla and Rodan. Just Godzilla and Rodan. Okay, so who did? Oh, I'm thinking. You're thinking of, of the, the Aurora kits. You're thinking the, Aurora, of the Aurora. Yeah, I'm thinking of the Aurora Ghidorah. That's right. The Aurora. Look at Ghidorah. me schooling you on collectibles. That's fine. Like I get. I get uh, I get a lot of those really old vintage things confused with other stuff because I'm not a big I don't I don't have a lot of vintage things. <laughs> Elijah said, "Deal with it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you would let I wish you would let me put the the rule back of uh, I wish we could still use the kick people out of stream rule. The, the, um, send them to the void. <laughs> send them to the void. But anyway, next next thing out of the reactions line, another SDC uh, SDCC item is a Godzilla 1954 train biter variant. Mm-hmm. Um no more details are known about this. I don't believe it's a glow in the dark. It's just a brand new variant for Godzilla 1954 emulating that famous scene from the poster where he's biting the train. Really cool, really cool, really cool figure. Comes in this nice packaging. Um, highly collectible. We'll probably see. We'll probably um, see these pop up on the website uh, shortly after SDCC or during SDCC. Now, I do have a question, Michael. Did you yes. put the thing that I wanted you to put into? Is it the thing section? that I'm going to want to talk about too? Is it the thing that is very nostalgic for everybody here, especially comic collectors? Uh-huh. Okay, that's not what I was talking about, but oh. okay. 
but 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 no, I I was because I when I when the news dropped about oh, a certain oh, thing, I asked oh, you to put it oh, in oh, here. Oh 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 shoot! Yes, I will. I, I did not, but I will put it in. I will I will do that for you. I'm sorry, so, I forgot. I was I did tired. this in a hurry. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm so do you sorry. need some? Do you need some glasses, Travis, to put on? I do. Across yeah. your. I do. I, I need to. I need to. I'll pull that. I'll pull that, Travis. Oh, I promise. <laughs> he had them ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I next item. Glow- hide my anger. <laughs> <laughs> next up, glow in the dark reaction. Ghidorah and Hedera. These look really cool. I love the colorways. I love this pink and gold. I love the design for Ghidorah. It reminds me of the. Uh, is that the? Oh my god. The. Oh, the retro one that was in in Ghidorah. That's the uh, Marmot Marmot Ghidorah. Am I right? Uh, so it sort of reminds me of a uh, a Marmot Ghidorah. Yeah, but it it also kind of reminds me of um, it also kind of reminds me of the um, uh, shoot, what are they called? Uh, uh Gigabrain Ghidorahs, um, like the Safubi style Ghidorahs, right? Mm. Um. But I like the design of the Ghidorah. I mean, I could take Hedera, I could take Hedera or leave it. You know, it, it's fine. Like, what makes this know. honestly? What makes this appealing? I hear to Danny me is, yelling from across the country. I know, I know, it's <laughs> fine. But what makes this the most? What makes this most appealing for me is the glow in the dark because I love glows. Yeah. I, I think glowies are awesome. You're a sucker for um, glow in the dark. And didn't they? I am a su- they sucker for they already released a, a glow in the dark um, Mecha Godzilla, right? Yes, glow in the dark yeah. Mechagodzilla, Jet Jaguar, and what was last year? I'm trying to remember, Mechagodzilla. I think it was Godzilla, Mechagodzilla, and Jet Jaguar was last year, and mm-hmm. they did a glow in the dark. So they're getting Hedera and King Ghidorah this year. So that'll be fun. Uh, I'm assuming same price as last year, probably like twenty five bucks for these. Like, is that all of this? Okay. Real quick side note: Is the Godzilla logo they're using for these the Hanna Barbera Godzilla? this this big logo here i yeah, don't think, yeah. i don't think so it kind of looks like it but i don't think so okay i just noticed that i was just side tangent i think it's a stylized version of the actual official godzilla logo yeah it's not like, the hanna barbera one the hanna barbera one the, has like cracks and stuff all in it it's the font the font is the same it's just stylized yeah okay so, so there's the packaging I like you buy these things for the packaging. The packaging Uh, looks great. Yeah. You buy these things to collect the, have these in your collection, hang them on your wall. I got friends that hang the, like they'll buy the reaction figures and have the whole, like a whole display wall of them Mm -hmm. just hanging on pegs and stuff. It's really cool. Um, But, but the thing that, but the thing that, uh, Uh. well, I tell you what, let me, let me do something really quick just because I want to, I want to honor, I want to honor my friend Travis. Okay. I want to honor my friend Travis. Okay. Do something and do something for him. No, you you know you done you done showed you done showed the the that one. So you need to talk about that one first. No, I don't have to. You don't tell me what to do. Yes, yes, because even Eric is getting all excited in the chat. Eric's going to lose his mind. Kim, Kim, mom and dad are arguing. Eric can Children. Eric can okay, wait. Okay. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to do a little. I want to do a little tease. I want to just do because I asked here. you like you, back when it was you, a, when it was like announced. You, 
you did and I messed up. So I'm going to, I'm going to honor my friend Travis and I'm going to do this thing for him because that's just what, that's the kind of friend I am. Right. That is just the kind of person. Cause that it's I, not very often that I have stuff in the, in the, uh, in the, so you're in making Eric cry. Well, yeah, Eric, well, Eric cry. Eric's a big boy. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I promise Eric. Well, I'll give just you, buy him you an X plus. Eric's I'll, the one that's like I'll, six foot five. He is the big boy. He is a big boy. He'll be fine. I I will give you lots of love at G Fest, Eric. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, you can keep okay. the love out of the hotel room, though. Oh my god. Oh my god, Elijah. <laughs> Jeez. How, I don't. I don't how, want my. I don't want the hotel room I'm sleeping in filled with adult toys. Kim doesn't know that story. Kim doesn't know that story. I don't so. want to know that story. <laughs> I don't want to know that story. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I'll, I'll tell I'll I'll tell you the story guy. off. I'll tell you the story off cast, Kim. It's not okay. it's not what you're thinking. It's not okay. what you're thinking. Um, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but knowing you, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> So, Travis, would you like to talk about this really quickly? Uh, I mean, I don't have the details in front of me, so I can't really, you know, so, talk about. So this is so this Go is ahead. a Shin Common. This is a Shin Common Rider Nindroid Common uh, yes. Rider. It's it's very it's very cute. It's very chibi. Yes. Um, so so I, I I will say for anybody who doesn't know what Nindroid is, so Nindroid is kind of like a I, I don't want to say Funko. Huh? I don't want to say Funko style thing because they're they're a lot better than Funkos, but they're these they're chibi uh, action figures uh, that you can get, and they are like Funko in the style, sense that they do other uh, they do all kinds of different brands and IPs and stuff. So like they have Mario, they have a lot of anime. If you look up Nindroid and all the different IPs and figures that they do, uh, you can see all the anime that they do figures of. They've done Mario uh, Nindroids. They've done a bunch of you know different IPs, but they did announce this, I think earlier this year uh, around, well, I won't say earlier this year, but around the time that the, Around the time that the movie came out in Japan, uh, they announced this ninja. Or when was it? What's that? What's that um, toy expo thing that they always show? Like the the um, oh, um, the prototypes at. It's uh, oh New York something. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's it's. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember because I because I think called. that's where they showed a prototype of this. It was all gray, and and they showed a prototype of it. But anyway, um, so. I, the, the, I love Common Rider, so that's why I wanted to get this one. I'm not a Nendroid collector. I don't like collect all of the different ones, but like I said, they do have all different kinds of IPs. If you are interested in kind of that chibi style of figure, they're it's, not very big. It's not. This is not Nendroid, but this is about the same scale. Uh, this is Action Q. So this is this is this is Action Q. This is the um, uh, the little. This is the Lord Draken action cue figure. Yeah. It's about five, it's about five inches tall. It's really articulated, mm -hmm. super good detail. I was honestly surprised how good the detail is on something so small. Uh, but it's a similar. It's it's going to be a similar scale as this. It's like very cute, yeah. chibi, collectible. Right. So this is yeah, so which is what I like about. 
it's what I that's what I like about Nindroid is they are they don't skip on the detail. Like Nindroid definitely puts a lot of detail into these figures. They're really poseable. A lot of times they will come with accessories that you can trade out. Like with this figure here of the Shin Common Rider, the jacket is uh, is interchangeable. You can take that off the jacket. Um, the helmet, I don't think is they don't have a separate head, so it is it is just with the helmet on, the mask on. But um, but yeah, and they're they're highly posable, uh, very different than what you would get with like a Defo Real or a a um, a Funko Pop, where they are more like just little statues. These are actually posable, so that's one of the things I like. And I love and I love the chibi cutesy kind of style. But I mean, I love Common Rider and the fact that they put one out that's Shen Common Rider. I remember when they announced it. Or like I said, when they when they revealed it at that um, that the prototype, I was like, oh man, I I really am I'm excited to see that, and, and I would love to get it, but I bet you it's not going to be available in the U.S. Well, it is going to be available in the U.S. and you can go ahead and pre-order it. I already have mine pre-ordered, uh, so it is being it is being made available in the U.S. So yes. uh, if you I are think... a Common Rider fan, check it out. It is available at Big Bad Toy Store. Is where I think mm -hmm. you got it. Um, yep, that's right. It's like it's like fifty bucks, like forty eight ninety nine. Mm. So yeah, it's somewhere around there, somewhere around fifty bucks. Uh, and yeah. uh, but the release, the American release, is not going to be until next year. Um, now in Japan, they're getting released earlier. They're getting released, I think, by the end of this year. They're going to be released in Japan, but yeah. North American release is not until next year. Um, so, but you can go ahead and pre-order it. Uh, so yeah, that was just my little thing. Cause it, like I said, it's very, very rare that I actually have something in the collectibles side of things that I want to talk about. So I, I messed up. I'm sorry. I did this. I did this presentation in a little bit of a rush and I forgot. So there you go. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Travis. It is adorable. I agree. It is adorable. And for $50 for what it is, I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. It does and, and that's on the more expensive side of the Nindroid. Cause like, I've looked at some of the other, like, you know, they, cause they even have like transformers. They have like some transformers Nindroids and you can look on big bad toy store. They have some available and some of them are like only 30 bucks. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's like they, they, they can be pretty, they're really reasonable, which is one of the reasons why I like them. Yeah. So back to this. <laughs> So Back to the thing that people actually care about. So, so if anyone remembers the Dark Horse comics from the '90s, specifically if the Godzilla line, remembers. if anyone you mean remembers the, them, the definitive Godzilla comic book series before uh, Rulers of Earth. Rulers of Earth, yeah, and that's pretty much yeah. I'm, which I'm in the process of buying. I want. I don't want the collected edition. I want the individual copies. I'm trying. I'm in the or process. This of one. Hunting. For the, from hunting all these down, yes. I'm in the process. I, of I bought all these. these I bought all almost all of them back about ten years ago for about twenty bucks. We'll talk after the stream. Um, no, we won't no, we won't. You can keep your <laughs> dirty, stinking hands off my comic books. <laughs> you don't even read comic books, Elijah. I read uh, a comic book. I read a comic. I, I read book. a single comic book. <laughs> okay, so. Kim, being a huge Hi. Godzilla fan, being a huge Godzilla fan, did you read? Did you read the Godzilla King of the Monsters series from Dark Horse? No, you did can not. Can I explain the... why he has blood dripping down his nose and face? You can go ahead. Yes. Okay. So there was a comic book that came out called the Godzilla King of the Monsters uh, Special. It was a black and white comic book from Dark Horse. 
that was the story of this group of scientists finding Godzilla asleep on the ocean. The rest of the comic book was the backstory of Godzilla fighting a monster in Japan and all of that. Fast forward to Godzilla King of the Monsters issue zero, which is the follow up to that special comic. Mm-hmm. In the comic Godzilla King of the Monsters issue zero, they establish that they've created a weapon that's supposed to kill Godzilla. So the whole movie, the whole comic book, it kind of rehashes that special and then adds to it. And at the end of the comic, they shoot Godzilla with this missile. What it does is it makes Godzilla's mouth just like just gush blood and his nose. And for the first like five issues, Godzilla is just gushing out blood from his face. It's really gross, but really unique because you never see this in, in like a Godzilla like licensed product. Godzilla like this messed up. Um, so from this, in this comic, he kind of goes on a rampage solo and that's when they introduce Cybersaurus, I believe is the name of the robot. And then, but before they do Cybersaurus, they do, uh, Bagora, which is an awesome bat kaiju, which is so cool. Uh, Bagora is, is, is easily on the coolest cover from this series and the coolest kaiju. Yeah, which I absolutely. know Super 7 brought up as well, but I'm going to let mm-hmm. you talk about that, Mike. So, so the reason why we're talking about this is to going along with what Super 7 is going to be giving us for SSD, for S, SDCC. First product that we're getting is this really badass t-shirt. I'm just going to go ahead and say it's a really badass t-shirt. I'm going to get the t-shirt. I, I need it in I'm my a, life. I'm going to, too. I need it. I, I need it in my life. I need it. I just need it. So now uh, also this is Arthur Adams, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, that, yep. that adds to it, too. It's Arthur. Adams. That adds to it. This yep. is this is, again, talking about nostalgia. And you know how much I love nostalgia, Travis. Um, <laughs> Tell uh, us about that. <laughs> I, I love Nerd. nostalgia. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I don't care. Make fun of me. I love nostalgia. I'm a nostalgia holic. I'm a nostalgia I'm not a word addict, a nostalgia whore, whatever you want to call me. Um, I know Travis is thinking it, but it's fine. Um, but anyway, anyway, um, I love the, I love, I have a few, I have like six issues of the Dark Horse series. I love them all. I've read through all the ones I have. Um, and I, I'm, I cannot wait for this line. And I, I'll get the t shirt for sure. But the one thing, that I really, 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 really want. That I really, 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 really yes. want. That wasn't that wasn't shown off, but it was teased and leaked when it wasn't what I, which I'm assuming was not supposed to. Um, they're giving us a yes. freaking toy, and I'm really excited. Ah, uh, more than I probably po- more than I possibly should be excited for. Like. Uh, it I'm it so looks excited. great. I mean, it's it's, so, it's just a mock up. It's not the it's not the official. It's a thing. it's a leaked mock up. That's the thing. It's a leaked yeah. mock up. This I looked on Super Seven's Twitter and website. There's nothing about this on their website. So yeah, this so, has not been teased yet. I'm just gonna jump in and and I'm gonna tell you the best thing about this. 
Yes. And it's mm-hmm. the fact that this is 90s Godzilla Green. That's what yes. I love. Yes. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, I, I love when Godzilla is green. I just, I, it brings so much nostalgia to me. <laughs> like before, before we jump into the actual figure, that is my highlight here. I just, I love green Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Michael, I've heard a little bit of a problem with, with Super 7's articulated line that I'm pretty sure this is involved with. Um, this is, this is a repaint. I'm assuming this is just a repaint of their most recent Godzilla 1989 figure that is currently getting into the hands of collectors. As we speak last year, if you remember, we talked about it on a show. I don't remember. I don't think it was this show, but we talked about, uh, uh, um, shoot, uh, collect all monsters, collect all monsters. Yeah. Collect all monsters. Um, collect all monsters. So I talked about it on, we talked about it on that show. We were really excited about it because they released, they teased uh, a Godzilla 1989 and a Rose by Alante to go along with it. Um, and that the Godzilla and the Rose are starting to, in, are getting to into collector's hands right now. And the reviews of said figure have not been tremendous. They haven't even been okay. They've not very, they've, they've not been okay. Like the paint, the paint is lackluster. It's very, it's very, very, very uh, um, uh, glossy, and people weren't expecting it to be so glossy. Um, there's hardly any detail in the figure. Um, the some of, like there's some inconsistencies with the paint. There's um, it just looks very flat. I know my friend Eric in the chat. He got the Rose by Alante. He told me it looked okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, right? You said it looked just okay. Um, but it wasn't very like blow job. very flat paint job. It just wasn't like blow me away. It wasn't just it wasn't blow me away kind of thing. And that's what I've been kind of hearing. So it makes me a little bit concerned with it makes me a little concerned for this line now that we've seen what they've done so far. Uh, and and you see people turning on them. Uh, pretty much overnight. Now everyone was excited about it, but now no one's excited at all um, because they're comparing these things to like SH Monster Arts and the old NECA figure. And a lot of people are saying they prefer the SH Monster and Haya toys. Yeah. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but in that line, there is also a planned Destroya and Meltdown Godzilla, correct? There is a planned Destroya, Meltdown Godzilla, uh, with a yeah, a meltdown Godzilla, a regular burning Godzilla, a Mecha Godzilla, Heisei Mecha Godzilla, and I think that's it. I don't think they've teased anything else outside of those things. Um, so, so could this I'm, be a repaint of the burning Godzilla? It might be a repaint of the burning Godzilla. It's either I I personally believe it's going to be a. So repaint how could of they the do just a repaint of of it when the the head is going to be? They'd have to resculpt the head. Oh, they'd have to resculpt the head, yeah. A little yeah, because I was going to say, they like, they can... the head. because Art Adams's art, it does not look like any of the Godzillas that you can just slap a paint job on. True, but in, in, all, True, in all fairness, but... when it comes to merchandising Heisei Godzilla, once you have one, you have all of them. That's kind of the idea from 
unless you're SHMA. That's kind of been... Well, yeah, I mean, I get that with, like, the movie versions, but we're talking about this is a comic book version. This is completely different. That's like if they put out a Hanna-Barbera figure, they can't just repaint one of the movie versions of it, because that's not right. what Hanna-Barbera Godzilla looks like. True. I don't know. I, I could definitely see them just saying it's okay, and just based off of past experience with, like, marketing variants of the Godzilla designs like uh 56 or something like that that nature yeah I I just I I think I hope that this is going to be a a completely original sculpt for this figure because I would love to see art Adams's artwork truly represented in figure form would be absolutely fantastic as a comic book fan as a godzilla fan i would love that um and it does make me kind of interested to see because we did get the i mean it's not the greatest thing in the world but we did get the hanna-barbera little statue mondo. yeah from mondo we're getting this godzilla i would love to see more of these like I would love to see like the Marvel comics version of Godzilla, you know, put out into a figure <clears throat> of some kind, you know, or, or, you know, yeah. something like that. Like just have <clears throat> these like weird little offshoots of Godzilla, uh, yeah. done in, in figure form. Um, oh, Kim, same. what do you think? I, I think it looks okay. I mean, I'm not, I've been trying to cut back on figure collecting, but, uh, yeah, this looks okay. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the blood. Um, yeah, very... <laughs> I was thinking like this isn't up your alley, you know. It's because... not. I'm very yeah. picky about what I can see. Like even like just looking at the comic book cover we just saw, I'm like, mm, no, no, thank you. That's it not. That's is... not. That's not. That's not for the queen. Yeah. So so um, for anybody who's maybe Kim, if you're not as into comic books, so Dark Horse at the time that they were doing this was kind of the the dark horse they were the edgy or more kind of um mm -hmm. not your not your granddad's uh style of comic book uh is what dark horse kind of was at the time and and image was around the same time too doing a lot of that not your not your daddy's you know comic book company is what they kind of were pushing their brand as and so you do get a very edgier very um more graphic more different take on godzilla in this yeah, series see, I, don't, I don't i don't need i don't need that in my godzilla i'm fine yeah. with you know just it's it's not as bad as like i mean the 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 artwork makes it look worse it's not as bad as what you might think you might be thinking it's not like it's spawn or something like that but it it's is not a gore. no it's not a gory series I don't believe yeah, it's okay. really a gory series. I, I was no, afraid it, of that, but so okay. no, it's not no. super duper gory, but it is on the edgier side of of the of the of Godzilla takes. <laughs> I will it, say it is it is a lot more violent than you would ex mm -hmm. than we've seen Godzilla be, but it's not like yeah, no, as long as it's not like like I haven't read any of the mangas, but I've heard the mangas are like super like over the top. Uh, it depends not, on which one depends on which yeah, one it's not off-putting like it's if you were to if you were to pick up if you were to go to your local comic shop like i can go to i think there's a comic shop in ashland kentucky that i can go to and pick these up in person at. um but like if you were to go to your local comic shop and say hey do you have any dark horse godzilla comics you're flipping through you're not gonna see stuff that's like you're not gonna see sex and gore and like edge like edgelord type stuff you're gonna see no no, they're You're not. Gonna they're see... not going to be to that extreme. Yeah. They're definitely yeah. not to that extreme. But it, 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 and and I will say, and more, and I, and I was talking more in like the art style 
that they had mm. the art style is a little bit more edgier a little bit more grimier than like you might it's mm. not that clean precise look i wish i had might get from some modern comic books i wish i had some in, i wish i had some of them in front of me like easily accessible i'd pull some right now but they're all in yeah. my uh entertainment center but we don't i mean you that. there there are scans online that that you can look at and you can check it out i yeah. mean it is like i said it's it's not super gory but it is a an edgier take on godzilla and mm -hmm. that and that's because of dark horse dark horse was the edgier kind of comic yeah. brand at that time uh yeah. and, you know that was and so was so was image but so he's thirsty a little bit. <laughs> for blood it just right. gives a little bit more context for people who are not comic book um, savvy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not comic book savvy. So also like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's all I got as far as like the toy news. So we can throw it back to uh, who's who's taking comics. I'm assuming you're taking uh, comics. Me. You're taking so, comics. So the only comics news that we have is there's there's two um, issues that have come out this week that are part of a series already. So I didn't really want to go into a whole lot talking about them because I, I we talk about them when the like series is announced or when the first issue comes out. But like we have issue two of Kong: The Great War is out. Uh, so that's from Dynamite. Uh, if you're interested in checking that out, that is the uh, Kong series that's not tied to it's actually King Kong. Uh, the Great War, because it's not tied to any of the MonsterVerse stuff. It is actually goes back and takes inspiration from the original Kong story. It's set in the First World War about a German U-boat that uh, gets stuck on Mon on uh, Skull Island. I was going to say Monster Island, Skull Island, uh, and there's you know that story. So that's an interesting story, but uh, it has been coming out um, last couple of months. It's been out. This is issue two. So if you're interested in that and it's not on your poll list, go check it out. Uh, we also got uh, our first look at Power Rangers number 110, which is coming out soon. Uh, it's set yeah. to come out, I think, this week or next week? It's next week. I think it's next set week. next week. Yeah. Next week. Uh, so, you know, that's just continuing the story of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, what they're going, what's going on in that series right now. We're kind of in this leading up to the next event so we're kind of in that mid area of there's no mm. real major events happening in the mighty yeah. Morphin power rangers but the the storyline is kind of building towards the next event so if you are following along with that and you want to keep up with it check it out um this this issue is supposed to be promising a team up between lord zed and the mighty Morphin power rangers to uh help take out mistress vile but we know yeah. that mistress vile plays a big part in the uh, next event that's coming up. So yep. we know they're not going to succeed, but what, what does that team up kind of look like between Zed and the Rangers? Yeah, we got, we got Ranger Zed, uh, Ranger or mm -hmm. Zed. Zed was able to get his hands on some uh, Ranger powers. And now mm -hmm. he, got, now he's all souped up because Ma Mistress Vile, uh, basic, all intents, all intents and purposes, like beat him to the edge of it like when he was almost dead, like said almost mm -hmm. died. Um, and he get, he was able to get his hands on Ranger powers, which, vi which revitalized him. And so I'm curious what that team up is going to look like. And I, and I've really enjoyed the Ranger comics because they're allowed to do things that the show could never do. 
Oh yeah. Um, oh, we we've talked about like the 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 upcoming event is like Blackest Night, Green Lantern's Blackest Night, but you know it, it's yeah. it's uh, the Last of Us, but with Power Rangers. You know, it's it's like oh, a yeah. zombie apocalypse type story yeah. uh, with with but in Power Rangers. Like that's something yeah. that they definitely could never do. And, and we've not had like I don't think we've had a, a huge event like this. We've had events before, but we've not had stuff. We've had we've not had one that feels this dire since Shattered Grid. Shattered yeah. Grid was really was was really dire. At that point. Yeah, yeah. Every event it feels like there it it's been just trying to copy what Shattered Grid did because mm -hmm. Shattered Grid was such a big deal. Uh, and every event has just been kind of like trying to catch that lightning in a bottle and they haven't been able to. Um, but this next event, man, like just just looking at the artwork, just looking at the teams behind it, I, I'm hoping that it's going to be like the way that, you know how like Shattered Grid, like like they had videos, you know, like video trailers for the for the comic book event. And like, you know, they had uh people who are not into comic books talking about it. And they had, you know, people dressing up as characters from this event and it had not even, been, you know, Lord Draken cosplayers were already coming out and that he had not even been revealed in the comics yet. So, you know, it, I would love to see that happen again in the, in yeah. the power Rangers comics. Uh, and this, this upcoming event that this, this storyline is leading to might actually be that. Yeah. Sh uh, Shattered grid really breathed, it feels like it, it was like a breath of fresh air for the franchise, for the comic side of the franchise. And mm -hmm. I hope that, and I hope that, that I hope this next event is going to be like that too. So. Yeah. Um, but that's it for the comics and video games. I, I don't really have anything else. That was just a few things I wanted to share that if you are interested in those series to make sure if you're not, if they're not on your poll list to go grab them because they are coming out soon. So just a reminder uh, and so, yeah, and we don't really have anything in the mailbag. I do want to, I do want to say this, uh, real quick for anybody who's watching this and anybody who listens later on, please, please, please send us some questions in, send us some, some, uh, stuff to read out on the podcast because, uh, we love to interact with people and we love to interact with you guys and, and talk about what's interesting to you guys, you know, what, what you guys are interested in. So anything that you want to send to us for us to read out and talk about, please do. Cause we would love to have that interaction. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so I think that's going to do it for this week. So uh, we can uh, start giving our shameless self-promotion. Shameless self-promotion. Shameless self-promotion. Shameless self-promotion. Uh, starting with the queen herself, Kaiju Kim. Yes, the queen of the fabulous empire. <laughs> Follow me on my YouTube channel, Kaiju Kim, where I make wholesome and delightfully stupid content related to Godzilla and his fellow Kaiju. If you need a video editor, please contact nuclearlizardmedia at gmail.com. I will be doing a G-Fest panel at G-Fest this year with Michael Hamilton, Elijah Thomas, Nathan Marchand, and Danny Tamana. And Travis Alexander will be there in spirit. And towards the end of that panel, I will be making an announcement regarding my secret project. And there is a hint towards the secret project in my background at this very moment. And that is all for the shameless self-promotion. 
All right. Thanks for joining us this week, Kim. We love having you on. Uh, we were we were going to play a, a game because news was kind of light earlier in the week, but then we kind of had a, a little bit more news that came out, uh, and so end up filling in the time. But uh, so we always love having you on. We love we want to we want you to come back, and I definitely want you back whenever we play that game because I want you to take part in it. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Elijah, you want to give your shameless, shameless self-promotion? My shameless self-promotion. Yes, shameless absolutely. Hi, my name is Elijah Thomas. I run a podcast named Kaiju Conversation. Currently a podcast that is weekly. Eventually it'll not be weekly, but I do run it. And we talk about the wide world of tokusatsu. Not copyright infringing. Mm. A little bit. A little. A little. Bit. Nah. nah, it's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, I also host. I don't host. I run the ET13 Productions YouTube channel, which is also on Twitter and Instagram if you want to check out my figure photography. Uh, right now, I'm actually working with uh, Kaiju Ramen on doing some videos. So. Uh, if you also are interested in that, check out the Kaiju Ramen YouTube channel for upcoming videos that I will be editing and uh, helping develop. Um, I don't know where we're at on the first video, but uh, this is my little hint saying that uh, stay tuned because hopefully very soon we will be releasing our first video and there will be more videos to come. So... Definitely get excited for that. Hit the subscribe button and ring the bell so you'll be notified anytime we upload a video or when we go live. Because we are live from Kaiju Ramen Media. <laughs> okay. That's okay. all I got. Okay. Michael. All right. Um, Plug yourself, Michael. Okay. <laughs> 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 The look, the look on your face, and then to have that look in, on on uh, Manila in the background. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, Michael. Michael, God, just end the stream. <laughs> go ahead and plug yourself. Let's let's hear you plug yourself. I haven't. Even, I didn't even let my ex wife talk to me that way. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway so yeah, uh, if you like Power Rangers and Super Sentai, listen to the Power Trip. Uh, the our journey through the Power Rangers franchise with my co-host, Mr. Nathan Marchand, Mr. Chambliss Self-Promotion. Um, uh, we release episodes every two weeks, but it's been a little bit inconsistent lately just because of some life stuff going on. Uh, but we're trying to get back on track. We just recorded our episode on Car Ranger, uh, and we have an episode record. We did a live stream last week where we talked about the crossover comic uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs and Power Rangers Turbo. So look for that to come out on your podcast feeds very, very soon. Um, all things, you know, all things Kaiju Ramen can be found at kaijuramedia.com. Uh, you'll find links to every podcast that we're involved in, uh, YouTube, our YouTube channel, etc. So check that out. Like Elijah said, we will have our first video coming out very, very soon. Um, we have to get a couple things sorted out before that can be uh, released, mm -hmm. but it features a good friend of ours, Mr. Donnie Damana. So just um, uh, look forward to that. Outside of that, uh, Kaiju Ram or Kaiju underscore Ramen on Twitter. 
yeah. send your questions and everything there. We're, we're always usually hanging out. And if you're at G Fest, um, I mean this in the in the most genuine possible way. Come say hi. I would love to. I would love to shake your hand, say hi to you if you're a listener to this show and and you've enjoyed Kaiju Ramen and some other things. We, we won't be there in any official capacity outside of being on Kim's panel, but we will be hanging out. And I would love to, you know, meet some of the readers and the listeners to this show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like Michael said, if you uh, want to find out anything about Kaiju Ramen, check out kaijuramenmedia.com. That's also where you can pick up copies of the magazine, uh, Kaiju Ramen magazine. And, yeah, we have some announcements about the magazine coming up soon, uh, probably after G-Fest or right before G-Fest. Uh, probably right after G-Fest, we'll make some announcements. Uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Issue 10 is in the works. Issue 9 is still available if anybody wants to purchase a copy of Issue 9. Uh, so definitely check that out. Like you said, follow Kaiju Ramen uh, on Twitter, uh, at Kaiju underscore Ramen. And uh, make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Because like Michael said, we have a lot of content that's coming out. We've got some games that we're planning on playing, that we're planning on playing and recording videos for. And we're going to post those onto the YouTube channel. Uh, we've got some other stuff going on. So we're going to be posting a lot more content coming up soon. So make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel and make sure to like this video if you have it so that we can appease the algorithm gods of YouTube. <laughs> and with that, we're going to say, help control the Menia population. Have that weird looking thing behind Michael spayed or neutered. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <Absolutely>. Bye. <laughs>